Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Dotting the I. I'm Zach Ebrahim. The show where we cross our T's and more importantly dot our I's, where we establish what we think is fact, what we perceive as fiction. We're going to be bringing you a nice fun show today. I'm actually very excited for this one. I'm going to be calling a buddy of mine uh, again out in Los Angeles. He is awaiting our call. He's very excited to be on. And if this goes well, this kid produced a weekly segment for us. Um, he's a very unfiltered guy, very passionate guy, and I've called several games with him back when we were in high school at Sierra Canyon in Chatsworth, California. He was my color commentator providing analysis for the basketball games, and he did a good job, and he had a lot of fun with it doing it as well. And that's the key to all this, right? Just have a little fun, play with it a little bit, make yourself laugh. That's a big key. But, uh, no, very excited to call my friend Alec Aru. We're going to go straight to the phone lines, start this thing right off the bat, and introduce a new segment, hopefully. Let's see how this goes. Hot Takes with Alec Aru. Hey, hey, hey. Alec. What's good? Welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you. Oh, it's great to be on. Quite an honor. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. You were on my first podcast I did in high school. I thought it was only fitting. Oh, of course. But now we're giving I'm you... ready to go. Huh? I'm ready to go. Let's do it, man. We're giving you your segment. This is your time to shine. I want to just talk to you, catch up a little bit. Um, right, don't... Okay, there's a lot of pressure on me now. D- no, no pressure at all. This is just hot takes. It. This is just hot takes with Alec Aru. I mean, it's nothing you haven't done before. And, and I may not even know what I'm talking about, but it, like, they'll be hot. I, isn't that the fun of it, though? Yeah. All right, let's go crazy. Let's start talking basketball. Your team looks incredible out of the gate. Uh, you're a Laker fan. They're 9-2. and two. Standing at the top of the Western Conference standings, did you perceive this success happening this early? No. When I look at the 2012 Heat team, when LeBron James joined forces with D. Wade and Chris Bosh, it took them about like 40 games, not even until after the All-Star break, to gel. Yep. So when I see Anthony Davis, LeBron, Avery Bradley, um, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, when I see them gel this quickly, that tells me that there's something special happening. I hear you. I don't even know if we begin to see what they can do. I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. Really? Yeah. Well, there's one thing that sticks out, other than the fact that LeBron James looks rested, you know, obviously didn't play in the playoffs last year. That's a long offseason that he has not had before. It gave him a lot of time to fully heal from the groin injury. And he clearly had chemistry with Anthony Davis right out of the bat in the first game against the Clippers. He was feeding him the ball, and he was playing point guard for that entire game. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis takes so much takes so much of the load off of LeBron, and I'm prepared to say, when it's all said and done, Anthony Davis will be the best player that LeBron has ever played with, and yes, that includes Elgalskius. <laughs> Zadrunas Ogaskis. Well, <laughs> clearly you mean that he will be a better teammate for him than Dwayne Wade. That's your first hot take right out of the bat. And I can see it yeah. because LeBron has never had a big man as skilled as Anthony Davis before because Chris Bosh, uh, as you talked about the Miami teams back in the day, was just a spot-up shooter. He was just a 6'10 a guy shooting threes. Shooter. Yep, and he was injured, and he was really a four. Honestly, Elgalskis is the best center that LeBron has ever played with. He's never really had a dominant big man that I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe Shaquille O'Neal when he was like 58 playing. Yeah, when he was washed up that, in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. 
other than that, not, nothing really there. No, of course. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see this coming out of the gate because you mentioned it. LeBron's new teams, like especially with new players, this is a brand new Lakers squad compared to last year. You know, Kuzma and LeBron being the two, and Caruso being the two guys or the three guys yes. that have stuck around and. I mean, everyone's playing great. People criticized, you know, the way that Palinka filled out the rest of the roster after the big-time yeah. free agents were gone. I think he did a hell of a job. He did do a hell of a job. Um, they added shooting. Troy Daniels, who hasn't been playing well, will play better. He's a 42% three-point shooter for his career. They got Quinn Cook from Golden State. He can shoot. LeBron called him one of the best shooters that he's ever played with. They got Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green. Avery Bradley, all of these guys can shoot when LeBron penetrates to the middle and kicks out. Very, very true. And a bunch of these guys can guard their man. You know, that's a big part, yes. too. Um, if, oh, if Defensively, they, yeah, yeah, they have been dominant. They got Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, and Danny Green. All these guys are all defensive players, and that's why they're 9-2. and two. Not because of the offense, because of the defense. Beating good teams, beating the teams they should beat. Um, the losses really, I mean... I'm looking at them. Toronto, the, your most recent loss, they were hitting everything. You know, like hitting, that, hitting everything. Absolutely everything. They didn't, yeah, they didn't look ready to go. Not a big deal. First game against the Clippers, LeBron is playing point guard and just trying to get AD the ball. Clippers play yeah. a good defensive game in the fourth quarter and just silence the two best players. So two losses, really nothing to glance at other than the nine successful wins, a lot coming in great fashion. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see how this uh, season will play out. Now, um, yeah, injuries, injuries could be a question. Rajon Rondo coming off an injury. Yep. Can he stay healthy? Dwight Howard coming off an injury last year. Can he stay healthy? LeBron groin injury, 35 years old. Can he stay healthy? Anthony Davis injured from his whole career. Can he stay healthy? There's a bunch of ifs, but if they can stay healthy. They will beat the Los Angeles Clippers in the Western Conference Finals okay. and defeat the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. Now, that, now, this is your NBA Finals prediction that you've just given us. Lakers-Celtics. Lakers-Celtics. If Gordon Hayward comes off of this hand injury um, and plays like the way he did the first couple games, they will go to the Finals because the East is weak. Bucks are overrated. Giannis can't do it all by himself. Horford, Horford's a little old. Um, the 76ers are a good team, but Ben Simmons can't shoot. I don't like their shooting. They lost Reddick. So I see a clear path for the Celtics, if they are healthy, to go to the finals. Yeah, obviously, health is the big question mark with every team that you, you can really dub a contender. Now, the big, you know, what had people excited about this NBA season was the parity amongst, amongst the league, the dynamic duos that teams have accumulated, and... Uh, the teams in the East, you know, either staying the same in Milwaukee. Actually, they lost Brogdon. That is a big loss. Uh, yeah. Philly, you know, getting a little taller. Uh, and the Celtics just mixing up their uh, point guard situation and big man situation. Do you really see uh, the Lakers being head and shoulders above the rest of the NBA? Or do you see that parity uh, making it tough for them to at least get to the NBA Finals? I, you know, honestly, I do believe the Clippers are a better team. All around. They are, they are, yes, they are, they are deeper, but they don't have the best two players, and they don't have the experience that LeBron James has. And that's why I give them the edge. There's something about the Lakers. The, the, there's something that, that they play with, the, the, the brand, the ability to rise to the occasion, 
And there's something in my heart tells me that they will prevail against the Clippers if they are healthy. Now, now I cannot disagree with this, you know, uh, and nothing. There's nothing I want more than for our teams to meet in the playoffs, right? I think that's. I think it's great for the NBA. I think it's what the NBA wants and needs. I think it's great for our hometown, and let's like even if the Clippers win that series, I expect it to go seven, no matter what. It's still not going to be a Clipper town, and that's what you say about the Laker brand, right? Like that's never going to be overcome. The the Dodgers no, can, the Dodgers no, can't get it not. done. The Rams can't get it done. The Lakers are the franchise that when they have talent and they have greatness, it is expected. And if it's not delivered, it's disappointing. Of course, even despite the fact they haven't made the playoffs since prohibition. <laughs> Even if even if they go to the finals and lose, it will be disappointing. It's the Lakers. Yep. My expectations for them are extremely high. A hundred percent. And I mean, I, you know, I, dude, I see your private Instagram. You're watching every game. You're watching every bounce and basket. You're you're saying, you know, this is what I live for. I live to see my team do well, and they're playing well right now. So you have to be happy. And frankly, I'm happy for you. I just want our teams to play in the playoffs. Um, yeah, and I think that's going to happen because yeah. if you look at the Western Conference Nuggets, off to a slow start. Um, I think they're a bit overrated. Jokic, I mean, and Donovan Mitchell, young duo. But um, if you look at LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, there's a huge drop-off between their top two players yeah. and the other team's top two players. Without a doubt. The Jazz. The Jazz, I don't know if they got they, – they, they're deep and they have depth. But the same thing, their two best players are nowhere near the uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. No, I hear you. In in all honesty, I don't see a way that the Nuggets can match up with either the Clippers or Lakers. The Lakers have more athletic size. Jokic is not an athletic guy. You know, no. Jokic has no muscle tone whatsoever. Like you make Jokic look like a ten year old. You know what I mean? Like. Exactly. So, so, exactly. so the, your best player is this seven footer that yes can drop dimes, but does not look for his own shot unless the game is on the line. He has two game winners this season, but he's not giving you thirty consistently. Whereas a Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis can. And I and even he think can be yes. I I even think the Clippers big men like Montrezl Harrell and Zubats could still lock down the Nuggets bigs, and then with their guards, it's not even a question with. Um, the, the no, defenders, that, yeah. the Lakers and Clippers can throw at them. The Houston oh, Rockets, 100%. the Houston Rockets are interesting to me, Alec, because Harden now has a former MVP playing with him, and people are going to say that they think Chris Paul was a better fit for him overall, and they were one game away from the NBA Finals. I think it's big that Harden is still going to give us a forty-five point, you know, night every other week, but he's playing with another dynamic player that can take some of the load off of him. And maybe they'll work well in the playoffs. I'm excited to see what the Rockets turn into. The Rockets are an interesting team. They're not that deep, but their top two players are two of the biggest stars in the NBA. Yeah. But defense wins championships. Why are the Lakers nine and two? Because they're good defensively. Why are the Clippers uh, seven and uh, five? Seven and five yeah, because that, their that defense isn't playing. Load ma- and load management. Kawhi Leonard hasn't played three games yeah. due to load management. Yes. They can't match up with those teams, and they can't guard those teams. They can't guard mediocre teams, let alone the Lakers and the Clippers. 
No, you're right. And honestly, like you talked about the Clippers being 7-5. and five. That is a slow start compared to where people expected them to be. Back to, Back-to-back losses, okay, at Houston, at New Orleans. I watched every bounce of that New Orleans game and was just disappointed other than the way yeah. that Paul George played. Paul George looks yeah. like he didn't get any surgery this offseason. He dropped 33 and looked like himself. But the defense is nowhere to yeah. be seen on this team where it was their calling card. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, um, the Clippers, it, it's almost like they take possessions off sometimes. Like the like they're, wait, they're just waiting for the playoffs. Okay. I think you're absolutely right with this. And it's going to be frustrating you know, for a fan like me. But listen to this, okay? I'm talking to my friends out here in Bloomington, and everyone is yeah. saying, there's no doubt the Clippers finish with either a one or a two seed. I honestly laughed at them. I said, there's no chance this team wins anything close to 60 games because you have mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard who has obviously told management, I'm not playing more than 65 games and you won't have me on back-to-back nights. Paul George, even though he didn't look injured the other night, is still hot. Like He still has two shoulders that were just cut into. That That's going to wear its yeah. ugly head you know, eventually. And this bench has... The only playoff experience was last year against the Warriors in a first-round series that went six games. So the Clippers yeah. have, I guess, some red flags, you know, to start the season. But again, Kawhi and Paul George have not played together yet. You know, that that is something that fans are going to be excited to see. Other than that, I honestly think I think the team will be fine. I just do not see them winning a lot this regular season. It, it's clear that the Lakers should and will have a better record in the regular season. But I want to ask you this, Alex, seriously, because this is something we haven't talked about before. You mentioned load management. Kawhi Leonard yeah. was not guarding James Harden the other night in Houston when Harden went off for 47, right? Like Patrick Beverly couldn't guard him. Mo Harkless couldn't guard him. No one could. Kawhi Leonard is literally telling them, hey, I don't play. I'm not going to give you everything in November. Like, that's not why I'm yeah. here. It's a November yeah. game. Like, I don't care if it's on national television. I, and then you see LeBron against the Warriors that same night, you know, play out of his mind. So of how course. do you, So do you like that LeBron, the older player, the player with more miles on his legs, is going all out, going to try and play all 82 games and then see how the playoffs go? Or do you understand where Kawhi is coming from? I, I understand where Kawhi is coming from. And he sat out three games so far. That tells me that they're gearing towards the playoffs. That's where their focus is. Yes. They're not focused on these November games. They know they're going to get into the playoffs. Yeah. They need to protect their guys. And Kawhi has been injury prone. He's had a couple injuries that stopped him. We look at San Antonio. Now, LeBron, on the other hand, 35 years old, been in the league for 17 seasons. You're thinking to yourself, why is this guy playing so hard every night? Yeah. LeBron James is not your average 35 year old NBA player. LeBron James is a human specimen. Yes his body can take wear and tear. That's why he hasn't had many injuries in his career. So I understand where LeBron is coming from. However, I would like them to uh, rest him for a couple games. Sure. Because he doesn't have his 25-year-old legs like he used to. He's 35 years old. Mm -hmm. So that's where I would like the Lakers to implement some of the Clippers strategy. Absolutely. I I mean, I kind of, I like it, honestly, because I want to see the best player in the world as often as possible, whether he's on national television or not. But I agree. I think management really has to go to him and say, hey, playing great. You're going to if you want to lead if you want to lead the league in assists like you can do that, like go out and average 12 assists like he's dropping dimes everywhere. He has great players around him. But yeah, LeBron's got to sit some games and I can see him playing 70 games and 
Lakers finish with the one seed in the West. At least that's how it looks right now. Now, yeah. another thing about, like, I want to switch to the other conference real quick. We spent a lot of time on the West. Really quickly in the East, the Boston Celtics were not a team that anyone said would do any damage. Why do you really think that they can beat a Milwaukee or a Philadelphia who have been in the second and conference finals of their respective conferences? Why do you think the Celtics have an edge over them? The the Celtics have the edge because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are older now. They are gaining experience. They're in their multiple years. Kemba Walker, same thing with him. He's in his upper 20s. Yeah. He knows what to do now. Yeah. He knows how to get it done. And then when Gordon Hayward comes back, he is a veteran. They are a smart team, and Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge um, know how to conduct the ship. They know where to take this franchise. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're off to a great start, 9-1, and one, lost on opening night, and they've won nine straight. So you guys are on, you know, the exact same pace. I would love a Lakers-Celtics old-fashioned oh, old NBA Finals. Yeah, again, you root, for, for t- yeah. you root for the NBA to get, you know, the matchups they want just because, you know, the same way people wanted either Dodgers-Astros or Dodgers-Yankees in the World Series this year. You either have a rematch of teams that played already or you have the two – Coasts. You have the East and West Coast, you know, the two most popular teams playing each other. So, The only team that we're missing is the Knicks. The, see, the Knicks are just still down in the barrel of their conference. James Dolan, I, I, I don't even understand how he goes to the games. I don't understand I how anyone goes to the games. No. Yeah. It, oh, it's sad because, I mean, I assume you want to talk about the press conference that they held um, where yeah. they essentially throw their coach under the bus yeah. when yeah. he has – when they're acting like he has stuff to work with. Yeah. He has Bobby well, Portis. He has Frank Nielakina, Julius Randle, uh, Marcus Morris. Like, these are not players that are going to take you to the playoffs, even in the Eastern Conference. No, they need, they're missing that guy. If they had Porzingis, maybe they'd be an eighth seed, but they don't have that guy. No. Julius Randle is a solid player. He's really improving. Uh, R.J. Barrett looks like he has promise. He's mm-hmm. a slasher. Mm-hmm. Mar- uh, Morris, he's a solid role player, but they just don't have the horses. They don't have the depth, and it's just chaos in the front office. It's unfortunate because it's, again, one of those franchises that the NBA like just puts so much praise on, the mecca of basketball. But then again, they have the worst owner in sports. Their overall management has been a mess, and they can't find a coach or attract free agents. The Knicks just seem to be caught in this cycle of not even mediocrity, just worse than that. Um, what, yeah, what, this is rock bottom. Yeah, it's it's tough, man, and it's I don't like seeing it. But another thing that's interesting to me now, we're going to talk about a former Celtic now, if you will. The Brooklyn Nets are not much better, Alec. They're four and seven, and Kyrie Irving is putting up numbers, but they're not winning. You know, Kyrie Irving, he needs a player too. I mean, he needed LeBron. And it's kind of interesting because the same thing with Paul George might apply here. Like, Paul George can get 33, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win. Yeah. Who's 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 the Nets' second best player? Uh, Karis LeVert, you know, like... Exactly. Yeah. That's why they're not winning any games, even in the East. Well, uh, what's interesting is people are saying that, for example, you know, our friend Grant says that his take this year is the Nets have a worse record with Kyrie Irving than they did with D'Angelo Russell because he thinks that D'Lo is a better fit for them culturally, just playmaking-wise, 
That he just sees the he Nets having fit in, of course. Yeah, it didn't. See, it was D'Lo's team, but it didn't seem like. That. I mean, what is this stuff with uh, mood swings? Yeah, so Kyrie apparently... Irving is having mood swings Appar- at the age of what, like twenty-five? Yeah, apparently he's sixteen what? years old still. Yeah, uh, that's the problem. He's a head case. He's a locker room cancer. Yeah, it's it looks like what it. What player right... wants to be? What player wants to be traded away from LeBron James in his prime? I I didn't understand that. I mean. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he was the guy that hit the shot. You know, he yeah. like, obviously LeBron set them up for like that game seven, and but Kyrie balled. He played his ass off, and he hits the shot in game seven. Like I don't know what it was that he just wanted to get away from LeBron so badly. Now wait till Kevin Durant comes back. That'll be interesting. Now, they yes. don't have the they don't have the depth, but they have the two best players in the East on the same team. Yeah, no, that's or gonna... or not the two or the the best duo. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, the yeah. best duo in the East. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really don't see the Philadelphia 76ers making any progress whatsoever if we're just going to stay in the East for another second. Listen, the 76ers are a really, really good basketball team. They're not great until Ben Simmons develops a jump shot. That's still that's still the thing. I, that's yeah. what's holding them back. Yeah. They they don't they miss that three-point uh, veteran in JJ Redick. Yeah. Al Horford's an experienced guy, but he's looking a little washed. Oh. Yeah, and Al Horford has been a guy that's had just winning attached to his name. He was the Celtic. People were saying yeah. he's the Celtics, you know, second most important player. He's their most important player, and he leaves yeah, no. and he and he goes to join, you know, Joel Embiid and the Sixers. Um, yeah, I I personally I have like my finals prediction just before the year even started. I just said Clippers Bucks. I just see. Mm-hmm. I don't see yeah, Giannis I, developing a jumper. Like I don't see that, and it's honestly frustrating. He doesn't. He doesn't need to because he's so dominant. True, true. And I still see, like, if they meet up with a Philadelphia, I can still see them getting by them, even if they put up the wall. Um, and the Celtics, I just think, are a little bit too small. Kemba hasn't had a lot of playoff experience. I get where you're coming yeah. from. They're so evenly yeah. distributed in terms of the talent. Tatum wants to be like Kobe Bryant, you know. Jalen Brown is a great three and D guy that just got paid, right? Gordon Hayward comes back; he was balling before the injury. I get where you're coming with this take. I just see, I just see Milwaukee as the best all around yeah. team. That's all. Yeah, yeah, no, you, and you could be right. I just like their depth. They got four solid players, and if Gordon Hayward uh, going to be healthy, it's going to be an interesting Eastern Conference final. It will, it will. Well, always fun talking basketball with you, Alec. Let's switch really quick to something that. I'm honestly angry about, I'm sure you are too, these reports coming out about our Dodgers <sighs> and the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros are accused of cheating by a former player stealing signs with a camera in center field. Uh, what was it? Banging a bat in the dugout you know, to to, bats, uh, sim- to symbolize yeah. the pitch that was coming. Um, and obviously we were directly affected by that, um, playing yeah. the Astros in the World Series. And... One thing that came out after that Game 7 loss in L.A. was you, Darvish, was tipping pitches. Now, yep. was he tipping pitches, or did the Astros have him completely figured out from the games that he pitched in Houston? It, it's it's frustrating. It I don't, look, I, it, yeah, it seems to be that the Astros knew what he was going to pitch. Um, in Major League Baseball, with commenters, you often hear them say, he got fooled. Yeah. That's what makes hitting so challenging. You don't know what the pitcher's going to pitch to you. Hitting hitting a baseball, if, if I can say, I think hitting a baseball is probably the toughest thing you can do, just in terms of one aspect of a professional sport, because you're at uh, the you're at the yeah. mercy of someone else's command. 
Yeah, and you don't know what they're going to pitch necessarily. Yes. And when you take that element of surprise away from the hitter, the game becomes exponentially easier. It's batting practice, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's weird that it's coming out now. Obviously, it was a former Astro, you know, breaking the news, um, Mike Fires, but now it's coming Which out. Which tells me he felt guilty. Uh, yeah, coming out now with it. It's, it's interesting timing, but I, it must have been eating at him, right? Of course. This yep. must have been something that he had harbored down and just felt, hey, you know, th- this happened and, and I want to say something about it. It's also coming out that the three main contributors to the conspiracy were their manager at the time, A.J. Hinch, uh, their bench coach, Alex Cora, who now manages the Boston Red Sox, and Carlos, Carlos Beltran, who is going to be the Mets' new manager. If the punishment comes into place, will we see three managers getting suspended? You know, what is the fine going to be? I'm really interested yeah. to see how Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred really attack this uh, allegation if they find anything in their investigations. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, it's cheating any way you look at it. Something needs to happen. you got to send a message to the other players and other teams and say, hey, this isn't acceptable. And it's, all, it's never fun to look back in the past, you know, at, at a time where you know, we thought, you know, the Dodgers were going to break. Course, you what could have been? Yeah. yeah, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Yankee fans are up in arms because they've played the Astros the past uh, two postseasons. But um, when it gets down to it, there's nothing you can do. You can move on and the MLB is going to punish them however they see fit. And I think that will be that will be good yeah. enough. Yeah. Now, have you been following football at all? Not really. Not I'm really. Be the Rams, the Rams just suck, so. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, man, Miles t- Garrett, this Miles Garrett thing. What, what, I mean, what the what, what? I mean, what is this? This is crazy. Listen, I mean, if you, I wasn't even watching the game, I'll be honest. I woke up and you know I'm checking Twitter now, so I'm checking the Twitterverse, and I'm just bombarded with all this. You know, Miles Garrett faces battery and assault charges. You know, like <laughs> what? It's ridiculous. And it, first off, if you watch the video, um. I, I was watching first take this morning, and Max Kellerman was uh, – his point was Mason Rudolph, the Steelers quarterback, initially tried to take his helmet off, like Miles Garrett helmet off, and then yep. even after he couldn't do it, Miles Garrett just rips his off, right, which could have injured him. Like his chin strap was still in. He could have broken his neck doing that. Mason Rudolph still charges him, and then Miles Garrett just swings the helmet at him. It's terrible. All – it seemed like – all of his logic went away and Left Mason him. Rudolph got the best of him. He blacked out and was swinging. He blacked out. Yeah. And Miles Garrett's a soft-spoken guy. All the problems he's had has come on the field with, like, late quarterback hits and da da, da. Yeah. It seems like, you know, if he, NFL find him, but they also need to put him in, like, some sort of anger management program. I, I really – it's an indefinite suspension without pay. Like, that's getting the message across. But Yeah, but I, I'd really like these two teams to move on. Sure, sure. This is this is a Garrett rival. has handled yeah. yeah. Garrett has handled it well. He's apologized to his teammates. He's apologized uh, uh, to Mason Rudolph, and he's handling it correctly. I mean, it was one of those heat of the moment things. And what he did, I'm I'm not justifying what he did. What he did was terrible, but uh, Rudolph really provoked him. No, no, I know. And and Rudolph did initiate it, and it was Garrett's. You know, it was his fault for for swinging. Uh, the helmet that 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 could have that could have killed him, you know, if it hits him the right way, um, like on the temple, you know, he hit him with like the bottom of the helmet. That's the not the most heavily protected part. Anyway, it was just something ugly, and I wanted to get your take on it. But 
your your Rams have have regressed, and it's interesting to me because their their genius was centered around they have this young quarterback who you paid this offseason. You paid Jared Goff a lot of money. We paid him. And and that that wasn't a bad move. No, I'm not going to say that was a bad move at all. What well, what were your other options? He took you to a Super Bowl. He took you to a Super yeah. Bowl and obviously played very poorly in the Super Bowl, but they're putting all their investment into this quarterback coach combination, which is what you should do in the National Football League. But has Sean McVay's genius, at least offensively, kind of worn off, and the league has him not figured out, but they're not intimidated maybe, anymore. Maybe they have adjusted, but when it comes down to it, we don't know if is Gurley injured. Is he not injured? What's the deal with Gurley? He's having a nagging uh, issue. But why golf's not doing well? Last he's lost three linemen. He doesn't get the protection that he used to get. The line and has he's regressed. Not, yes. He's not mobile enough to get around those linemen like a Lamar Jackson or a Russell Wilson or or um, how Michael Vick used to play. That's not his game. He needs that passing protection. And it, and it makes so yeah, yeah, it makes no sense on the Rams' part to not fully invest in the offensive line because you have a running back that you mentioned with arthritic knees. Todd Gurley is not the same when he was an MVP candidate three years ago. If you're going to put that much money into your quarterback – why would you not protect your asset? Why would you not put insurance on your house? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it's ridiculous. It, it so, makes no sense. so um, it's unfortunate. You know, the the Niners are the hot team in California, and I didn't see that coming. I know you probably didn't either. But um, the NFL does have parity. There are a bunch of teams that we think are contenders and can win. Uh, it's just strange. I expected the Rams to be there, and it looks like they're not going to be there. Next season. Next season. Always got to look to the next season. Anyway, what else has been going on? I mean, you obviously have not even attended Chapman University yet. I just want to know what's going on with you. Have you been Go watching? Panthers. Go Panthers, baby. Go Panthers. Um, when is your official move-in day? Do you know yet? I mean, yeah. I mean, the Chapman basketball team looks really good. They, oh, wait. <laughs> um, uh, no, my February 3rd, that's when we're going. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait for you, man. That's going to be exciting. Yes. Yes. Well, I gotta visit you in Bloomington. No, you're not gonna come. You're never gonna come. Yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Empty gesture. Don't, don't even. Enough. Don't even make that empty gesture. Exactly. Uh, uh, um. Anyway, I mean, have you been watching? Is there any comedians that you're into right now? Any stand-up yeah. that's been going on? Okay. Anyone who listens, if anyone actually listens to this, which listen, Mitch Hedberg is the greatest comedian of all time. You've never heard of top ten comedian of all time. Died in 2005. Listen to him if you're ever in a bad mood. And God, your day will become so much better. Now, where can they Mitch find Mitch Hedberg? Him? Mitch Hedberg has um, you can you can uh, listen to it on iTunes or Spotify. His uh, he has a couple of specials on there from like 2003, 2004. The funniest non sequiturs you will ever hear. Comedic genius Mitch Hedberg. Check him out. Very exciting. Uh, have you played some of him for me? Maybe in like a drive that we were on Ventura. Of course I played. Of course, of course I have. I think- Actually, yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah, I looked up. I looked up. No, I, I, rice is great. I like rice, especially when you're hungry and in the mood for two thousand or something. Yeah, Come on. yeah, no, of course, I got you. Come on. Yeah, no, yeah, he's he's solid. I remember some of those, but um, I mean, I I even have to go listen to him because you have hyped him up and played him for me, but yeah, uh, uh, gotta let the he says he says. I think the problem with Bigfoot is he's just blurry. It's not the camera. <laughs> 
Come on, huh? No, I got you. You you definitely know how to spot a good comic. Have you been writing any stand up? I know I, this is something I've told you to do whenever you're bored. I mean, if you have if you have any the material, problem is it's it's so offensive. Is it that, that it's bad? Like I, I can't. It's like I can't say this on stage. It's that bad. Wow. Yeah, and you know it is what it is. Which I kind of like the controversy, but um, it is what it is. I still want to go to college, and I don't want that to get into the wrong hands. Well, okay, you're still going to go to college, even if you were writing stand up. Let's not act like that. Yeah, was... but if I performed it and someone like videotaped it. Oh, okay. It would just be that would be your career. I'd get like what? Who's the guy from Seinfeld? What was his name? Oh God, um, Kramer. What, Kramer. What's Kramer's name? Yeah, no. You're not. You don't. You're not going to have. Alex, this. Yeah. No, I'm not, obviously not nothing. Compared to what he said. But, no, but uh, you're afraid that something could happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's keep that to yourself then. Yeah. Let's keep that between you and your dad. No, not even Albert. Not even me Albert, my, okay. Me and, my, me and my pen. You and your pen. Pen and paper, I got you. All right, Alec. Alec, where can the people find you? Shout out your social media. Find me Alec underscore Rue on the gram. A-L-E-C underscore A-R-O-U-H. And same thing with Twitter. There you go, man. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks for your time, Alex. Zach, it's an honor being on the show. Love you, buddy. Love you, man. See ya. See ya. And that was Hot Takes with Alec Aru. We didn't get many hot takes from him. We got a couple here and there, but, you know, he's a guy that he took himself seriously there, and he's not a guy that does that very often. He likes to have fun with himself. Um, not a guy that likes small talk, sports, politics, music, movies, straight to the point. Love talking to that kid. I've known him for 14 years. Uh, we went to the same school together, Sierra Canyon, from early kindergarten all the way to our senior year of high school. And uh, Alex done a lot of me. I mentioned that we called games with each other. We were partners uh, for a couple games in high school. And that was like my quote-unquote job in high school. Um, obviously, what I want to pursue as a career and Alec and I went through stages where we talked about being on Sports Center together. You have a laugh about that, and we talk about sports together. But very opinion, a very opinion-based guy uh, that anyone should enjoy talking to any day of the week. And it was a pleasure to have him on this show. And hopefully, you guys go follow him on social media if anyone is listening, as Alec eloquently put. In the end, though, I do want to go back really quick. If I can monologue just for a quick second. Back to basketball, we can't overreact to what's going on early on in the NBA season, okay? Because everything has been so hyped up. This happens in all sports. Something is hyped up early on in the offseason, all throughout the offseason, and we get in and over our heads. We think, oh, there's no way this team doesn't play well. There's no way that these players don't play well. We don't know. We're an eighth of the way through the NBA, NBA season, about 10 to 11 games for every team that have played. Some teams have played 12, but the point is you can't overreact to what's going on right now, right? Some of these coaches haven't figured out how to work with these guys yet, and some of these coaches aren't good enough for the job. That can be seen right away. Some of these coaches are perfect for the job but don't have the talent. You can't make a judgment like that. It's like if you were telling your friend what your favorite movie is, and you're hyping it up right off the bat. So if my friend was going to come up to me, if Alec was going to ask What's your favorite movie? And no hesitation, I say The Big Lebowski. He's never seen it. It's a cult classic. And he goes, oh, I got to check that out. I go, it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. Da, da, da. I tell him none of the plot. I just tell him it's hilarious. It's my favorite movie ever. You got to watch it. Right? Then he comes back to me and I, he goes, guess what I watched? I watched The Big Lebowski. I go, oh, what'd you think? 
He goes, eh, it was all right. I go, oh, you didn't you didn't really laugh out loud? He's like, no, I laughed in my head like a couple times. You know, because it's been so hyped up for him. And something is at its best for you when sometimes when it catches you off guard. When you're in the movie theater and you're saying, oh, why did I come to see this? Or I don't really know what to expect from this. It ends up being a movie that you're going to cherish forever, right? So when something is hyped up for you and then you finally get to see it, you have these built-up expectations and they're not going to live up to it. So we cannot overreact to what we've seen so far in the NBA season. Football's a different story. Now, football, we are in the time of season where we're going to figure out what teams are going to make the playoffs, what teams are playing well, what teams have a chance, and what teams we think are going to fall apart down the stretch. We don't know yet, just like how we don't know what our friend's favorite movie is like if we haven't seen it. It's been hyped up for us. But when we finally see it and it doesn't live up to our expectations, we're going to be inherently disappointed. That's just how it works. And I'm just going to tell everyone out there to kind of avoid that, to kind of take everything with a grain of salt, and just enjoy the regular season. The regular season is not anything to stress over. Get frustrated when your team loses, get happy when they win, and gloat about it on social media. That's all you should do. Then when it gets to the playoffs, really go crazy. Really get excited when your team wins. Don't get too sad when they lose. Don't be like me and not go to school the next day. But enjoy the sporting events themselves. Enjoy the players. Enjoy the personalities. I've been Zach Ebrahim. This has been Dotting the Eye. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to Alec Aru for his time and his busy, busy schedule that he carved out for us. Everyone go have a safe weekend. Please enjoy yourselves because I will do the same. <laughs>